welcome to Run With Purpose. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so glad you found this podcast. Would love if you would subscribe to the podcast. You can always reach out to me on all of the socials at flores.run. This week, we have a very special guest. He is uh, spreading a great message to adults and kids alike. Uh, He is a published, published scholastic children's author and illustrator, inspiring speaker, and a guy that embraces his weird, Jason Tharp. Thank you so much, Jason, for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. So Jason and I, well, we've been chatting for a hot minute waiting for Kayla to to get home so we could start recording. But Jason and I met um, originally on the Slapcast. He was a guest uh, on the Slapcast. Um, You guys may remember the Slapcast from episode, I think, four with Shannon Lee. Um, Heard some of his story there and then uh, actually had the opportunity to film uh, one of his speaking events, which was really cool. And then his message, his message really just resonated with me, uh, just about overcoming fear and failures, like just in life kind of thing. We'll get in a little bit there and then really just embracing your weird. So, uh, I told Jason this earlier, it's like, I just wanted to have you on like yeah, as man. one of these first yeah. few guests. Cause it was just the whole idea about purpose and intentionality. I think it really would just like resonate with the people listening to the show. Um, so yeah, that's why you're here. Right on. Hey, well, thanks for, this is great. Yeah. yeah. We've got a nice little setup, yeah. uh, trying it's to, great. trying to make it nice and comfy. I had this door open for the last like two yeah. hours yeah. and it was like down to 60 degrees. I felt it's like. It's killer that you have a door right there too. Is there like a screen porch there and everything? Uh, it's not screened. It's like, um. Like a little, nine, like a half, yeah. like a half. Uh, that's killer. Oh yeah. It's yeah. awesome. And then this thing we got from Amazon, which is literally just like a magnetic Velcro thing. So oh. like we can open the door and then bugs won't come in. Yeah. That's killer. Yeah. So that's it's, really it's nice for, you know, especially time like now where it's yeah. like, it's 70 degrees and then it's like 40. Right. Cause you yeah. know, tomorrow is probably going to snow. It's, yeah. it's, Ohio. it's very, yeah. And then it's going to be 80 degrees <laughs> right. and right. then rain. Yes. And then, right. you know, that's yeah. just how that's things how are going to go. Yeah. So, um, uh, so I didn't want to give anything like away from the speaking engagements you yeah. do and stuff like that. But if you could just give like a little background, of yourself and um, maybe just a highlight of your story, kind of like to getting to where you're at right now. Right. Well, I guess, you know, kind of a lot of people's story, like you grew up bullied, wanted to do something that was different to everybody else. Um, And then going into corporate world, not really picking up any of, you know, lessons from this kid, like realized that like, you know, none of that was true. Uh, Kind of brought that into corporate world. Felt like I didn't fit there. And I went into entrepreneur space where I failed and failed again and failed again. <laughs> and then finally decided to start telling my stories. And, the, you know, because I knew at six what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to write books and tell stories at that age. And then, you know, as an adult where, you know, I'm deep in debt, you know, the, comp- the bank is going to foreclose my house. I'm chasing this thing as far as I possibly can. And then it was finally having that moment that kind of said, like, you know, wait a minute, like, what if everything I'm doing is wrong? Yeah. Like, why am I taking it so serious? And what would happen? Like, what the hell? If I'm, you know, I'm 40, but instead of doing what you're supposed to do at 40, I did everything that the six-year-old wanted me to do. And, you know, so I started saying no to everything that an adult would say yes to and yes to everything a six-year-old. So the stories about you want to write these stories and do stuff like this? I started doing it. And the first adventure was, you know, was Scholastic. Then Scholastic led to Simon Schuster and led to McMillan, you know, and now we're, you know, I think I'm at the end of all this. I want to say that there's, I 
think it's like 13 or 14 books that nice. are published, you know, nothing self-published. It's all publishers coming from somebody that, you know, growing up hearing from teachers that I sucked at writing, <laughs> that I wasn't going to amount to anything because all I did was draw all over my stuff all the time. Right. Um, and just really, that's kind of it in a nutshell. And now it's just really all about like speaking to people about, you know, valuing yourself. That's really the big, huge thing that's, you know, and it's told through weirdness and unicorns and all that good stuff like that in a different way that, but at the same time, I think very relatable to individual. I don't really necessarily believe in the whole blanket conversation, like to keep it real about the stuff that. I deal with because we're all dealing with the same stuff. Right. You know, and just really kind of reaching people and saying like, Hey, you're not alone. Right. I think that's a good, I wonder how loud that is now. Is that AC just kicked yeah. off? <laughs> it's all good. Just yeah. It makes it, this is real. This real. is real. <laughs> this is a real life kind of conversation. We're being real. We're actually sitting on the air conditioning unit. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> I turned the AC on just so it would kick right. on. Well, we need an ambient noise. Bella bark. Right, right. Um, <laughs> So you kind of hit on a point that I think I've tried talking about quite a bit on um, these episodes, which I don't even think I said this. Did I say it was episode nine? I don't think I ever said it was episode no. nine. Well, it's episode nine, guys. If yeah. You should know this because it's in the title of the, the episode. Um, but over these previous eight episodes, trying to hit on the fact of kind of embracing yourself and whatever right. that means and not you know, that whole run with purpose, living your life with purpose and intentionality and trying to find out what it is because we're all on this journey of we have no idea what's going on. It's we're just living day by day and trying to do the best we can. But I think we can get so caught up in what other people, how other people perceive that Mm -hmm. and like the value. Turn the mic up just a hair to your, just so it goes to your chin. There we go. Um, Just so it's like kind of, how other people perceive us rather than how we perceive ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think you kind of made a point as you were told all the time that like you, you weren't a great writer. You weren't going to amount to these kinds Mm -hmm. of things. And then you can correct me if I'm wrong, but that kind of led you into, you end up going into a corporate world because that's what you're supposed to do. Right. So you started doing all these things that society says you're supposed to do. Right. And then you get stuck and you're like, right. What the hell am I doing? Right. You know, how would you, like what kind of things would you say to people that have that like mentality of just to kind of like, it's super easy on this side of things. Sure. Like we were talking about with my, my job changes and stuff like that. It's super easy on this side to go, well, just do it. Right. But like, right. how do you get to that point? Well, I think it, you, you gotta be willing to do the work. <laughs> right. right. I think that, you know, there's so much right now about this, like love yourself, mm-hmm. you know, just love yourself. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> just be positive and love yourself, which is great. You know, but I think I like to twist it a little bit. It says like, love yourself enough to be willing to do things that are going to suck. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and everybody's looking for their purpose, right? Everybody wants to know like, what is it I'm here for? But I think the problem is, is that they, we put what we think our purpose is up on a pedestal that's so high that we never get there and we never take the time to celebrate what you can actually do. Mm -hmm. And then on top of it, we're so caught up on how people are going to judge us. But here's like the thing, you do nothing and you're going to get judged. You do too much, you're going to get judged. So can we all agree that we can just get past the whole worrying about people judging us? Because it's going to happen regardless. The problem is, is that when you judge yourself, 
Yeah. You know, and that's, I think, where it comes into play is that, you know, I really think that the key to figuring out your purpose and who or what or, you know, what story you're trying to tell and all that stuff like that is being able to be, start to become aware like of what it is you're doing in the moment. Like, I think that we get so wrapped up in this idea that where I'm at right now, all I've done is failed. Mm-hmm. But you never look at, into the failure and say like, well, shit, in some of that failing, and there was a lot of good. Right, like, right. When's the last time anything good happened in your life that didn't kind of have pain before it? Right. I think that's what makes those good things good. Right. Like if it was just rainbows and butterflies the entire time, you'd be like, it would just feel like status quo. Like it's just happening. Right. But it's when you get knocked on your ass and then you have to climb back up, you get that that feeling of like accomplishment and you know, like I did this, um, you know, with my supporting crew or whatever the case might be, but it's like, I rose above what people said I couldn't do. Right. I mean, what if truly in life shitstorm, the seeds that are waiting is, are waiting for that water to fall out of those clouds yeah. to start growing. <laughs> like who you want to be, you got to walk through some crap. Yeah. And you, and I think that people don't, they, we all look at social media and, and don't realize that you're seeing people at their best. Oh yeah. yeah That's yeah. it. You're not going to see somebody that goes, Hey, check me out. I look like shit today. Yeah. You know, it's like, or the, <laughs> even if you had that, you're not going to follow that person for very no. long. Cause it's going to bring you down. Right. Right. And we're so consumed by everybody else's junk that we forget that like nobody cares about your junk. Right. You know, they don't have time. You don't have time to think about what I'm doing every day any more than I have time, but we can come together with a, a purpose, but then we go our separate ways. Right. And like, you know, couldn't that, isn't that when magic happens is that crisscross of life, you know, but instead what we do is we, we all go around like little zombies looking at our phones and trying to figure out what we want to do next. Instead of missing the opportunities of like, there are literally magic moments walking by your world every single day that we are completely blind to because you aren't willing to even take a step in the direction of this is what my purpose might be. Right. I can sit down with you and go like, Hey dude, here's what I want to achieve. And you might know 10 people. But it's being brave enough and loving yourself enough to make yourself uncomfortable right. to say, this is what I want to do. And it's in it, I think that we all look for this magic pill and there's no such thing. It's yeah. work. Right. That's the pill. Like that, you know, I was 90, you know, $92,000 in debt, had no clue what the hell I was going to do with my life. I knew that I wanted to do it, but I just became codependent on people telling me this is what you got to do in order to get there. And it ended up just causing me more pain and it making me more unhappy. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until three failures that I finally went, Oh, maybe <laughs> it's me. Right. Maybe, maybe yeah. there's a common denominator in all right. this. You know, maybe like what I'm doing is the problem. Right. And then it was like, okay, well then what if I did the opposite? What if I start telling everybody, you know, what if I just like, you know, just do everything that yeah. I want to do and not care what anybody thinks. I'm not hurting anybody. Right. You're and, not being rude or disrespectful or anything like right. that. You're just not worried about what you can't. I don't know. I don't know if it was from church or for, from somewhere else, but you can't control other people's feelings. Right. So why are you worried about other right. people's feelings? If they feel a certain way about you, that's their feelings. Yeah. If you're intentionally hurting those people, that's a different kind of situ- right. situation. But if they feel a certain way about you, that's they've got to carry that. Right. It's on them. Right. I mean, it really is. And, and I think that's where we get lost in it. Right. Because, yeah. 
it, we, we get wrapped up in our feelings so much. Right. That, oh God, like our, I'm feeling this. So they must be feeling that. Right. Meanwhile, they're going like, oh shit, I got to like, I got this, that, and another thing right. to do. And like, it's not they, think, they think there's something wrong with me. And, man, is my zipper up? And like, there's all <laughs> this crap that's going through their head. But like, what would happen if people just kind of all of a sudden like said like, hey, John, how's it going? Right. That's it. And just not make a thing out of it. Right. That's, that's the, the interesting thing. So like this whole podcast kind of we talked about beforehand is, there's, there's obviously thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of podcasts out there. Right. It's literally me just thinking that what I'm saying or what I can bring to the table right. is somewhat important. Right. And it, some people may listen to this and go, not for me. Right. And you know what? That's fine. Right. You can even leave a review and tell me yeah. that if you want Absolutely. to. But it's, I feel like I have a message and I'm just going to do it. This right. whole past like 18 months, I've been getting comfortable with discomfort. This is one of the things there. Right. Um, on social media, rebranded everything I have. Everything's flores.run. I put that, you know, because you can do um, like the business accounts or whatever on Instagram. I put athlete and I'm like, that's the whole time. She's like, I want on. Yeah, I she, want on this. She's like, I'm going to talk about this right now. Um, the whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, people are going to look at this yeah. and they're going to think I'm full of myself yeah. or I'm this or I'm that. And then I'm like, but what? Stop, John. Set right. it up. Why do you care? Right. Right. If someone wants to look at your page and they want to waste their time right. and energy thinking that, then let them be that. And I'm like, right. that's great. I'm going to post what I want. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. I rebranded my photography stuff, changed my entire website, yeah. did a photo shoot where I wasn't, and I had headshots that were like, you know, nice button down shirt, nice jeans. I did another photo shoot. I'm wearing a sweatshirt that I created that I love, some joggers and some Adidas. Yeah. I'm like, this is me. Right. Why am I trying to be whatever? And it's like, I used to try to do blog posts like every three days and they had to be a certain style. It's like, no, I'm going to write when I want to. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where it's once I got in that habit of this is f for me and this is my creative outlet to the world and I'm going to do it on my time kind of thing. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Obviously, again, like you said, I've got to put in the work. If I don't put in the work, right. I'm not going to reap anything from it. I can't post once a month and expect people to find my website. Right. Right. So it's that, it's that balance of, I don't need to care what other people think, but I also need to make sure that I'm, you know, getting things done that I need to get done. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think that that's truly what, how you find your purpose. Right. Right. It's like you're, you're doing your, you know, running like a maniac, <laughs> but you're not doing it because it sucks. Right. You're doing it because like you love I it. Mean, I mean, and it's, and it's like, yeah, you put athlete on there, but like the thing is, is like, there's something I'm, I'm going to bet at the end of your journey through this thing that what's going to shake out of it is that there is a lesson in it that you didn't even realize that you were going through right now. Right. That for me, it was like, I want to tell stories, but really all it really boils down to for me is that like, I want to inspire people to become aware of their self-worth mm -hmm. and then go chase something they want to do. The books and stuff it's just the toolbox to get there. Right. It fills into my skill set. It works into my thing, my ability to go in and talk to kids. It works to fill that thing. It works to talk to that kid of like saying like, Hey, I know what it feels like. So yeah, you could put athlete on there because the couch potato that wants to be an athlete can look at you being an athlete and, and get yeah. inspired by it. But the problem is, is we get like our LeBrons and all these guys that we put up on this pedestal and we think, Oh, well, I can never do that. Like, dude, do you know how much work they put in to be oh, that? Yeah. Like, it wasn't like LeBron woke up one day and was like, oh, there's a basketball. I'm I mean, going to see if I, oh my it, God, I can do this. It seems like he did though. Right. It does. <laughs> but I bet you like, you know, you, especially Kobe, you hear about him. Like, right. It's like that, that Tim uh, Grover, I think it is a relentless book. If you're checking yeah. out, like, the amount of work that Kobe did, like insane. Yeah. Like, so like, 
Yeah. We, we, yeah. Were, we, I was actually talking to someone the other day about, um, kind of just the younger generation kind of this, I don't want to say like the general millennials are lazy and they don't want to work kind of thing. Cause I have a completely obviously different opinion on that right. being a millennial yeah. and I think it's just, we want different things. So it's, it's viewed as lazy, yeah. but the, the younger generation was Gen Z. Is that, mm-hmm. that what they're calling them now? I think so. Is you see this like YouTube and Instagram and all of these things and they see like, all right, this person has a million followers and they're getting paid to promote products, which influencers, that's a whole nother right. bag of tricks. But even then, like with the YouTube or anything like that, they don't see that these people have been doing this for years. Right you know, yeah. five, seven, 10 years. They were doing this when this platform wasn't even a real thing. Right. And now they're finally getting their payoff. Yep. So like why, when I start my channel, I don't have 10,000 subscribers. My stuff's just as good as theirs. Yeah. And it's like, like busted their ass to get yeah. there. Like this isn't an overnight, like YouTube itself might feel like an overnight thing, but these people have been doing this for a very long time and they made lots of sacrifices mm-hmm. to get where they're at. Yeah. And I think that's the, the problem is people, it's the back and forth is I, I want to be seen, which I need to talk about. It's like, I want to be seen in this, but I don't want to put the work to put myself out there. Like <laughs> right. I want someone to just yeah. find me. Right. And you're like, that's yeah, like somebody's waiting works. outside your door for you to walk. Oh, Hey, Hey, I've been waiting for you to get here. Right. Like, that's been my purpose yeah. in life was to find you. Yeah. Like, I was actually <laughs> just watching the office episode, like right before you came <laughs> right. in of when he get, when Michael gave us two week notice and he's like, headhunters will know I'm, I'm right. available. <laughs> it's like, he's like, have you contacted him? He's like, no, they'll, they'll know that I'm right. available. Any good one will know that I'm available. <laughs> like it's exactly that yeah. of, it's yeah. just like, no, if you don't put yourself out there, right. I mean, even with the book stuff, you know, like, you know, the unicorn book that's coming out in February, I think. Which you can pre-order on Amazon. Which, yeah, pre-order <laughs> on Amazon. Yeah, February 4th. Um, <laughs> but it is, you know, like, what is it? Like three, four, I think it's the sa- seventh or eighth book. Okay. Now I ran across the bin in my house when we sold our house recently of books that I made when I was a kid. So if you count that and I'm 43 now, like. I've been making books, you know, for 30 some plus years Mm -hmm. and to keep telling stories and all this stuff like this. And then I guarantee what'll happen is if this unicorn book goes like I think it will, because the publisher's really behind it, Mm -hmm. doing a book tour, like they're really pushing it. It's got a great message, all that stuff like that. I've already pre-ordered mine. So (laughs) So like all the good stuff is in there. If it really goes, people are going to think that I came out of nowhere. Right. You were just like, this guy was sitting on his couch and had this one magical idea. And now here he is. And it also takes like into account when you're going to like, when you're trying to start to do work on yourself, it's, it's to learn the behind the scenes stuff that people have gone through. Yeah. Because there's a hell of a lot of benefit in finding somebody else that's been there. And if you can find somebody that's willing to tell you like, dude, yeah, I can. Yeah. I know what it's like to be bankrupt. I know what it's like to be out of money and that's completely normal. Then all of a sudden you don't start going like, well, why am I, why am I not successful? Yeah. I think there's something to the fact that businesses fail so much is just because you just give up yeah. because it's hard. Oh yeah. You know, starting, it's lonely. I mean, it's, you know, like I, I couldn't even tell you how many hours I have booked by myself, you know, or weeks I've gone without talking to another adult yeah. or, you know, <laughs> these different things. But then when I, when it's my turn, I got to show up and I got to act like, Right. I, I'm here. Right. Like, I'm bigger than I am. I am a big deal. I am a, and it's not ego. It's, right. it's part of your mission. Like I want to be in front of bigger people because I have something to your point 
that I think a lot of people need to hear. Right. It's not like, hey, glory all to me. Right. It's just, I know that I'm not afraid to stand in front of people and tell you the bad stuff that happened mm -hmm. just so you can know that like, yeah, that stuff you're going through, it's completely normal. Yeah, that's yeah. a I thing. I think you hit on the point right there, which is a lot of people shy away from is you don't want, again, going to other people's feelings and yeah. how they react to you is you don't want it to be like, I'm the ego person. Right. It's like, I, you know, I start a podcast where I'm talking sometimes just to myself, if I don't have a guest and it's like, yeah, I'm doing these back to back races. Yeah. And it's like, uh, I'm literally just tooting my own horn. I'm like listening to myself and it's like, no, I'm not doing it there. It's doing it for the people of, I started running eight years ago now, eight years ago, nine years ago, nine years ago. And in nine years with a full-time job, with a family, I'm able to accomplish these things because I'm putting my mind to it and getting it done. Right. And I've earned the right to be, to say, you know, when I've run 35 plus races, marathon or longer, it's, I've, I deserve to be yeah. able to say this kind of thing, but I don't take it for granted. And yeah. I don't want people to think I have this like high ego that I'm the best runner. Cause I know I'm not, I can right. name 10 runners off of my head that are right. much faster and what I consider better. Right. But it's, I think a lot of people shy away from even putting themselves out there because they're afraid that they're going to be seen by other people mm -hmm. that you're trying to show off mm -hmm. or you're trying to do whatever the case might be. I know people that drive nice cars that people would be like, oh, that's, why do you, why do you drive that car? Like you drive that super nice car. Like what about, shouldn't you be doing this or doing that? And it's like, no, I want the nice car. Right. Right. This is what I want. Right. But it's also the opposite of you make a lot of money. Like mm -hmm. why are you driving that 1996 Honda Civic? Right. Well, because I'm fine with it right. kind of thing. Right. It's, right. it's that keeping up with the Joneses, but it goes both ways. Yeah, it totally does. I mean, it, it is, you get, we get stuck in this like just comparison of things that don't matter. Like yeah. it really, like I have such a fear. Like I don't have a lot of fears as far as anything work related. Fear heights. I mean, I, <laughs> Yeah, hands down. We're, yeah. I, 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 we're going I, yeah. to uh, Australia for Christmas uh -huh. and we're possibly going skydiving over oh, the Great God. Barrier Reef. And I'm like, I almost shit my pants every time I think about oh, it. Oh, I would I would before I even like, yeah. got left the ground. I'd my, be like, nope, My wife nope. is so excited. She's like, oh, this is Oh, so great. you're screwed. Oh, 100%. <laughs> if the weather is good. Yeah, you're going. I'm screwed. Yeah. A hundred percent. Oh, well, just take some depends, you know, like whatever. <laughs> I'm sure the tandem guy with you is going to love that. <laughs> <laughs> What's this? I, I carried a right. Snickers. Okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's down under. Right. Hopefully he just like is like, yeah, that's happened before. But like the fear for me that outweighs everything and why I took it all the way to like, you know, November of 2017, I had $130 to my name, you know, and I have uh, two kids, a wife, you know, all this stuff like that. Um, still had debt at that time, everything was because I have such a fear of going to work for somebody else that I took it to that limit. I pushed mm -hmm. myself that far. But the cool part about that was, is in that moment of desperation and extreme pain and all those things, because I had experienced it before, I knew that I could get through tough stuff. Mm -hmm. So that, that equation was off the table. Then I started going like, well, I don't care what anybody thinks, so why not give it a shot? And then you start going like, okay, if, if you can discount all those things, then it's only like, now I got to solve a problem. Right. How can I do that? And you make a list. 
you take all these actions. And I took all those actions. And then what happened out of that action was I ended up having these magical moments that like, because I allowed myself to put myself out there that opened doors up to the point where the next year I was debt free. Then, then I sold my house, completely transformed my house, you know, everything like this. And then all of a sudden the books I started writing are landing in the right places. Yeah. All of a sudden, people start showing up. All of a sudden, schools start calling. All of a sudden, speaking gigs start hitting. All because I just started like getting the comparison thing out of the way because I stepped into my fear. Right. Like, and I think there's like so much of like people don't want to experience their fear or they get caught up in this blame game of like, you know, you could easily go, well, I couldn't do two, two marathons back, even though you know you can. I can't do them back to back because like these shoelaces don't stay tied. <laughs> Or, you know what I mean? Everybody comes up with the that dumbest shit ever. Will that, like, that yeah, one work? It Sorry. might. I mean, I would use that one because there's no way I would run two marathons back to back. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. always like, oh, I can't I, I can't wear that shirt today because that top button makes my neck look fat. I can't do this because this. And I can't go on a diet today because tomorrow I got to go to this party. I can't. There's always I can. Yeah. Like, but if, you, if you're pushed against a wall and you have no choice... Like your I can't go away. Right. All of a sudden it becomes I can and that's empowering. And that is right. a an awareness driven thing that that emotion of anxiety yeah. is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's saying like, okay, here's your choice. You know, the whole right. back to fight or flight. Right. You can curl up in a ball and this will be your life. Right. Or you can take a step into your world and give it a shot. And what you're going to find is that when you take a step into the world, it was not as bad as you thought. Yeah. You know, it's never as bad as you think it's going to be. No, I no. had, I had this conversation, uh, may have been with Ryan, uh, from one of the previous episodes or may have just been at work, but talking about, Oh no, it was an interview for many job. Um, they had asked a question of, tell me like, you know, the typical, tell me about a time where something didn't go right or whatever. You know, we had to make an instant decision. It's like basically rally the team together and go, we have two options. This needs to get done so we can stop complaining about, Oh, I can't believe they did this again last minute. They did this, this and, and, or just plan out how to do it Mm -hmm. so we can complain or we can get it done either Mm -hmm. way. It has to get done at the end. Mm -hmm. So why are we complaining about it now? Right. And that's kind of to your point of when you have that moment where in the desperation or whatever, it's like, there is no, I can't option. Right. It's how are we going to do it? Right. There's only cans. Yeah. So how are we going to get it done? Yeah. And you can imagine what it would be like if you actually approach your life that way. Yeah. Like, you know, I want to do this thing. I want to do that thing. And and I think that the other part was like, people just don't realize that like you have the same 24 hours out of all the people that you're looking up to and putting on a pedestal. Yep. Like it, that's the thing. It's so funny. It's like, you know, you, a, a kid right now in kindergarten looking at LeBron James and saying, there's no way I could ever do that. Absolutely. Could become the next LeBron yeah. James. Yeah. If they realize that like, Oh, I have to do right. Is practice. Right. I've got to put in the and work, to, put get in the work to get to where he's at. Yeah. Like, and that's, and I think that's, it comes like, it comes back to like education. It comes back to like what you're told as a kid. It comes back to all those things because I think as it boils down to is we all can trace all the messed up stuff in our life back to some point when mm-hmm. we were a kid mm-hmm. or somebody implanted something in our head that we spend our adulthood trying to unlearn, right. You know, and, and try to realize that like, Oh, well it, maybe it's okay to be a kid. Like maybe like the amount of stuff I have learned from kids, 
you know, like last year I spoke to like over 22,000 kids, you know, and so I've, I get the random questions. I get the kids coming up with stuff that just blows my mind. <laughs> I, you know, like I've had kids that like, you know, when I open up a question time, I've gotten down to like, how do you write a book a thousand times <laughs> to like one kid that stood up and said, what do you do when nobody believes in you? Gosh. Okay. Now that's a third grader wow. asking that question. And talk about like stopping you dead in your tracks because like that's a conversation that's way bigger. Yeah. That that's a conversation that says at home or at school, that kid's not getting any sort of like support. Right. But but they have a drive. They have a drive. Exactly. Yeah. That kid is going, I guarantee you, that kid, if they can figure out that it doesn't matter if everybody believes in you or not. If somebody can implant, and as I think it might have been my answer was like, you know, who cares what other people think about you? Right. If they can really lock that in, dude, that's that right there is that's going to be a successful person because yeah. they can just be like, eh, whatever. Because if you can survive a circumstance where nobody believes in you, then like the world is literally your oyster. Like you right. can do anything you want to do because then you're just like, oh, well, if, if I'm already going to let everybody down anyway. Right. Why not? <laughs> right. If we have, we talk about it when we're running on the trail and stuff like that. Like if it, if it hurts to run and it hurts to walk, you might as well run. Right. You get quicker. Yeah. <laughs> my wife, my wife throws that at me all the time. She's like, does it hurt to do both? I'm like, yeah, then run. Right. I'm like, yeah. stop with my right. own logic. Yeah. Well, I'm allergic <laughs> to running. So like, oh. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can do it, but it's very like, you know, it's yeah. more like a, Fast jog, you okay. know, jogging you know? with yeah. a soft. Or not even fast jog. I mean, a fast walk. You yeah. know, like the speed walker kind of yeah. maybe a step above just, that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be fun. <laughs> See you like Alum Creek on the yeah. on the dam like, or like, whatever. Band, like, yeah. <laughs> There's a video in that somewhere. Oh yeah, there definitely is. Yeah, like that's short, a, like running shorts, high tube socks. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's that's how I think of almost everything. Yeah. Now I see something, I go, yeah. "There's either a T-shirt or a video yes. in that." Like, absolutely. How can I make something yeah. out of this? Yeah. Um, Oh, I was gonna add something else now I remember. We had at your uh the speaking uh thing that I had filmed, we had you had made a comment, you said this line, it really stuck with me. And every time I tell people about you or talk about like that that event or you know, show them your t shirts or show them the books or that sort of thing, I always bring this line up and you bring up the the fact of we're we're told so much as a kid to color inside the lines that there are so much that we're, that we stop trying, um, basically to the fact of we're told to, to follow this, do this, do this, do this. And then we just say, well, what's the point? We can't right. even get there. How would you kind of, I guess maybe elaborate a little bit on that of when people, rather than being put inside that box, like how to kind of break out of that box. We kind of talk about it just like who cares what other people think, but that that's hard to weigh down on someone. Sure. Like how would you break out of that? Well, I think there's two things. So like the first thing would be get cool with being imperfect. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, I think that <clears throat> one of the biggest lessons I've learned from kids, especially kindergarten, first graders is they are like masters at being imperfect. If you ever talk to a kid that messes up, it's like, Oh, oh well I'll do it again. You know, yeah. there's never a dwelling. Right. So like when you have been told the to color inside the lines, what I mean by that is like that when you're a kid, your ambitions are huge. Second, third grade, like the world, you can do anything, you know, it's about that time where we start saying like, well, you don't 
really want to do that. You need to be a doctor. That's when we start getting them into like test and this yeah. is what you're going to be and this is what you're going to do. And, oh, you're good at math. So you, so you should be this. Yeah. And it's like, so we end up like, you know, kind of like at a young age being told that like, this is what you do. This is what you do. And then I think that the second part of that is that you have to learn how to define what success is to you. Like you don't have to drive a Lamborghini to be successful. Mm-hmm. You, you know, it's not your bank account. You know, that you're, it's your self-worth. It's what you feel about yourself. Like, right. So again, it kind of goes back to like, if you're feeling aware enough and loving yourself enough to put yourself first in those things, you start to own that world of like not forgetting like where the lines are mm-hmm. and the line actually moves out a little bit more mm-hmm. as your comfort zone moves out. So you're, you're able to step into that world a little more and says like, okay, well, like if I know I'm going to fail, cause I don't know how to, like, if I tried to right now set up a podcast and do it without knowing anything, right. It wouldn't be good. Right. But eventually, because that line will keep going out a little further and further, it'll start kind of, Oh wow, this might actually be a podcast. And Oh yeah. wow, it might actually. And it's just because I, I took the time to like invest in myself and try, you know? And I think that what I, what I mean by like the, because we forget because everybody's told us enough is that when you start to change. Okay. So like, let's say we were really super close, like, you know, everything about me and all this stuff like that. And then all of a sudden I come to you and I'm like, you know, John, like, I know you think I don't run, but guess what, dude, I'm <laughs> going to become an Iron Man. Yeah. And immediately you go like, <laughs> and then when you start to see I'm serious, right? What happens is in a lot of cases is that that fear that kicks in on you, not me, because mm-hmm. I know that I'm calling outside the lines. Right. I'm enjoying this. I'm I'm I'm, I'm all in on I'm this. I'm high on myself yeah, right yeah. now because I'm believing myself. I'm tr- I'm pushing it like I'm positive. All of a sudden, I start changing in your world, not my world, your world, mm-hmm. and you, that change freaks you out so much that you go back to all the stuff that they did when I was a kid. But do you really want to do that? Mm. Like, do you, you, that's too out of the box, man. Like, what are you doing that for? Like what it's like, but the, it's the fear in you that you don't want me to change. Right. Because all of a sudden now, if all of a sudden, if am I out doing marathons and I'm doing Ironmans and you're not included, your world changes yeah. and that change freaks you out. So the best way to keep Jason, in my world, keep you in your box, keep me exactly the way I am in my box. And that box could be miserable for people. Right. And it's like, you know, but what happens, it's not, it's not going out there and just like scribbling like a kindergartner all Mm -hmm. over a thing. It's like, it's like just stepping outside of it just a second to see, like, what if you challenge yourself to do that thing? There are so many things that people forget that they want to do. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if like running was your big thing you want to do when you're a kid, but no, like, I hated but, it. Oh, well, so I, played, like, I played baseball. Okay. So baseball, right? Yeah. So like, let's say that you right now had a corporate job that you absolutely hated. But I guarantee you that if you like, if you close your eyes and um, well, let's hypothetically, <laughs> if you close your eyes and you're at your cubicle or whatever you work and you start thinking about 10th grade or 10th grade, 10 year old little league. Yeah. You could totally take your hand, put it up to your, your face and you could smell the glove. Yeah. Right. And you could picture all of it and you can picture that time you got that hit and all those things like this. And all of a sudden you start reminiscing, you start going like, man, I feel really good right now. Like that was a dream of yours maybe to play professional baseball. Now what is the harm in, in your life? If you got that corporate gig that you just don't like, and you're miserable that maybe on Wednesdays 
You spend five bucks and you go to a batting cage yeah. and just hit. Get an old glove and just smell it. Like experience it again. That mm-hmm. dream is still yeah. alive. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that we let the world put it in, put us all in a box of this is what you got to be. This is what yeah. you got to be. Versus like, let us just joy. Like we get so much shame out of just being joyful for mm-hmm. things. Like we, we all are kind of like, you know, programmed not to find joy in our life because we're going to be embarrassed that we're happy. It doesn't even right. make sense to me, yeah. but I know it's true because I have experienced it so much. Like my therapist told me that like joy is one of the hardest things and the most vulnerable things for people to like come to terms with. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you think about it, and I totally didn't make sense until I sat back and thought, joy automatically brings shame. Because you start going like, oh, I'm being too ego. I'm, I'm too much of an ego right now. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Like people are going to think I'm a narcissist. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> and it's like, wow. You know? And then like, then they're going to start, people are going to start judging you even more. Because like, oh, who do they think they are? Right. They're walking around like they're so high and mighty and all stuff like that. And it's like, wow, there's a lot of baggage that comes with being joyful. But like why does it have to be that way? Why can't yeah. it just be like, you know, I'm just happy with myself that like I'm doing something for myself. It doesn't have to be some earth shaking, like right. you know, events. I'm not, I'm not making myself happy to downplay you. Right. Kind of thing. But right. yeah, I can see where you're saying like, right. if someone else does something that is making them happy, you're making changes, you do whatever. And it's like, but this affects me. And you're like, but does it? No. Like, it's not really your right. life. Like It's really their <clears throat> unhappiness with where they're at. Right. And yeah. they're using, for whatever it is, is maybe they're a step ahead of you in whatever that mm-hmm. avenue is. And it's like, well, wait a second. Now I'm not, I'm right. not alpha here. Right. So, so what does that make me? Yeah. Like, no, 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 you need to, you need to get back in your place right. because we all have our place and this is where we need to be. I mean, I, dra- I graduated with a degree in finance because kind of like you said in school, I was good at math. Mm-hmm. And banking, like, well, obviously you go into banking. Right, I lived in do. South Florida. Right. Like you go into banking because that's where all the money is. And right. don't you want the money and don't you want the the car and all of this stuff? And I remember when um, Kayla and I were engaged before I graduated school. And I was like, all right, I'm going to graduate from school with a finance degree. I'm going to get a really good job. She's not going to have to work. We're going to live in a, a nice house. We're going to have all of this stuff. And I graduated in the fall of 2008 mm-hmm. where they were like, hey, there's no finance jobs. Right. Um, you just stay in school and get your master's. I'm like, yeah. well, <laughs> I just went to school for finance. I understand right. that more debt doesn't get me more right. money. Like right. that's not how that works. But then, and we talked about this the last time we had chatted was it basically, it took a while, but I realized that like the possessions and the material things don't matter. Right. So we downsize and we did this. And now, I mean, in this 1100 square foot place, we're happier than we've ever right. been. And you have like, a life now. Yeah. And it's like, we're not like sucked in by the things or this, we're experiencing life the way we want to. Right. And we're not letting outside influences, even if it's like our family, right. like, yes, they want the best for us, but they want what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And back to the millennial thing, right. it's one of those where we're put in different boxes because we were expected to do something. Right. And it's like, well, that's not what I want. Right. And it's like, well, I understand you don't want that, but right. you know, at, 32 years old, you should have two kids by now. And mm-hmm. so like that, it's like, well, I've got a dog <laughs> right, and she's enough. cuter than most <laughs> kids. And I mean, other than her barking, yeah, there's, yeah. there's that. But yeah, I think that, that putting in a box where it affects them yeah. more. 
And it's not to say that like people that want things, there's anything wrong no, with them. No, 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 and no. It's no, like, no. it's just the fact that like, that's them though. Yeah. Like, it's, and it's not, you know, like. If yeah, you there's get, nothing, there's nothing inherently wrong with things. It's when no. things, when you put more value in things, there's one yeah. of the guys, the the minimalist, Joshua Fields Meoborn, he says, love people and use things because yes. the opposite never works. Absolutely. Yeah. And and that's, that's the problem yeah. with things. Yeah. I think, and I think that, you know, kind of hit on a little bit of, about the, uh, um, when you start to become who you are, like I'm, I've even been thinking about this so much lately that I want to tailor part of my school like talks to the idea for, it would be more for like the fourth, fifth grade, like age group is that talking to kids about when you start to be who you are, people are going to hate you. Yeah. And that's a real thing. Yep. Even as adults. Like once you start to, you know, let's say your podcast just takes off, somebody's going to hate you for it. Right. Because why not me? Right. Well, I work just as hard. Like, yeah. screw him. What's I have he a doing? Podcast. Yeah. What, what is yeah. he doing? I'm doing almost the exact same thing. I'm, doing the same, I'm saying the same thing. I'm doing the same things, but they don't know. Like you were they didn't t- have you on the podcast. That's right. what it was. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. But like, you know, but as a kid, man, that's a trippy thing because like, you know, Adults, we can kind of say like, well, you know, next year this won't matter. Well, I still think there's still part of us that has a little kid inside of us that we still, you have, I guess the question I would have for adult is, is it hard to be present in the moment because being present in the moment means that you have to like yourself, Mm. you know, but as a kid, we tell a kid, Hey, in five years from now, this won't matter. It's total bullshit because kids can do something adults can't do. They can live in the present moment all the time. Mm-hmm. It matters a hundred percent. Yeah. So the stuff that other kids are saying to them. So if we can set them up with, you know, I really want to help kids work on inner kindness. It's like kindness is like this idea of kindness, you know, and I started like really kind of honing my stuff around kindness a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But I started trying to do it in a different way. Because everybody thinks kindness and they think, oh, it's holding the door for somebody. It's being nice to them. No inner kindness first, Mm -hmm. like being cool with yourself, you know, because I can be genuine then, like I can really affect change. If I'm cool with myself and I approach kindness in myself one way, right? then people see I'm genuine, then I can really impact somebody's life. Right. Because it it doesn't seem like it's ever like holding the door for someone because it's just like, I grew up in North Carolina. So it was like, that's what you do is yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. And it's like, it's just because we were supposed to do it. Not because I was kind or Anything like, like you're that. getting some golden stars, right? Like, oh, I held five doors open today, like, right? Exactly. High five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and and I think that that's just the the big key. It's missing with with adults too. It's just, I wonder how much, you know. And I, I have like you should see my like journals and stuff. I <laughs> drawings and my brain is just as busy as you are with doing a bazillion things you do. Yeah. My brain is like that. So I have like four <laughs> journals going where I just like draw pictures and write. And I've been writing a lot about this idea of like what makes people so afraid to be present in their life. And I just keep going back to like, is it shame? Is it this idea that like we are afraid of what other people will think? Is it really all those things that makes us be a, like so freaked out to be present and enjoy something because we're afraid somebody's going to see us enjoying that moment and then drop the like, well, what, what's so big deal about like, and it's like, you know, like how many times have you ever thought like, well, like I really like that shirt a lot. Yeah. Like I really like it. It looks yeah. cool, but 
God, is somebody going to think something? I mean, I really like, like that new Justin right, Bieber song, right, but ooh, right. I can't say that. I can't yeah. have that on the playlist. Right. We live in Columbus, Ohio. Like, well, if there's like a, a, a yellow and blue shirt, you really like. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I rocked that hardcore. I was wearing, right. I was wearing a green hat to the tailgate. Right. Cause I don't even care, but yeah, right. but it's those right. kind of things where you but have people those do. thoughts. People oh, go wow. like, Oh my God, I can't wear I that can't, shirt out because yeah. they'll think I'm a Michigan fan. Oh my God, I can't do that. Cause they'll think like, how much do you steal from your life? Yeah. Because of dumb stuff like that. Yeah. Like I can't turn left here cause that's going to take an extra five minutes, even though I love the view of that. Right. Like I'm afraid somebody's going to think that I'm weird because I want to like, there's so many of those things that I think we just run through our life that steals that ability yeah. to be present in the moment versus <clears throat> like, you know, if you think about Forrest Gump, man, that's like one of my favorite movies. Oh, where he, he talks about running, right? Yeah. He's like, there was a time where I couldn't <clears throat> see where the world ended and the sky began. Yeah. Like, that's being present. On a like, shrimp boat. Right. The boat, like all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. man. Like, you know, like, you know, how much of that is just us, do we avoid our life because we won't take a minute just to just be, be like, I'm an athlete. Like yeah. you're back to yeah. your full circle, back to what you were saying. Like just to declare, like, this is who I am. Right. And I don't give a shit if I'm not right. running <laughs> a four minute mile. I'm an athlete. Right, right. Like, you know, but, uh, you know, like I was an artist way before I ever would ever tell people I was an artist. I definitely was a writer way before <laughs> I would ever admit Let that I wrote. read something. Right. Yeah. And then the speaker thing, I just was like, I, I'm not a speaker at all. Right. But I was just like, but I felt like I had something to say. Yeah. So then I just did it. And right. then when I did it, I was like, well, this wasn't bad. And it made me feel good. And I didn't care what other right. people thought. Right. And then you just, you just go through it and you just yeah. make a thing of it. You, and your present thing kind of reminded me like, like going to a concert. Yeah. That, that drives me nuts when I go to concerts now and all you see is cell phones. Yeah. It drives me nuts when you see an iPad. Cause I'm like, yeah. first off, <laughs> right. why'd you, why'd you go to this concert <laughs> right. with an iPad? Right. Like, right. please no. Yes. But it's one of those where people are so social media full circle too, is people are so wanting to show what they're doing right and what they're part of how good my seats were how good yeah. this was this instead of just being like i'm just gonna put this down right. and i'm gonna enjoy this song like right. this is my favorite song yeah. i don't need to record it right i can listen to the album record if i want to i just want to like sit and just enjoy this right like just be here yeah when's like, the last time anybody has ever watched those clips again is what i always wonder right. when i see it like do you really go home and like watch do you really that need 128 again? gigs on your iphone right. to like store all of these photos <laughs> right. and videos that you never look right. at again right. this version of this song was so much better than ever yeah now there's so many like live sets that they oh, do in these, you don't have to like record no. anything like, we yeah. went to uh the columbus curling club uh-huh. uh we did like their learn to curl class or whatever and i did took some videos of kayla and it's one of those where it's like they didn't get posted on social media. And right. it's like, I'll watch them a few times. I'm like, you know, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Like she was, I remember <laughs> she's not giving me a look yet, but we were like on the ice and she had just worked. She had been like a leg workout that day and like how you have to bend down and do curling and stuff yeah. like that. It's definitely where it's not easy. I don't oh, know. How I, do I would imagine. Yes. And she's just like lovely date night. <laughs> 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 like I just did all this and now you're making me do these kind of things. But it's like, I look back on those things and those are the kind of moments that you can cherish and capture, right. but it's when you're taking photos, capturing videos or whatever, and you're doing it for a reason of the look at me in the egotistical way yes. of look what I did. The highlights of your life right. on social media is like, we had a date night, right? It's like, you know what? Maybe I should also live stream any fight we have. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then you can see both sides of yes. the, you know, the situation, but I think it's, yeah. it's really funny you say it. Cause like I really started with social. I, I started getting really tired of seeing like, almost like I kind of didn't really get angry, but it just was like those things where people post stuff and you're just like, why? 
Yeah. Like why? And I'm like, and I'm like, you know, I'm only going to use this stuff for work now because like Mm -hmm. nobody cares that my kid, you know, did this or whatever. And it's like, and I wish almost like that Facebook had a like unpublished side so you can like keep it as a true time capsule. Yeah. Cause that part's cool. Like, yeah. And that things that pop up in your timeline or whatever. Yeah, for sure. I love that. I think that's really cool. I wish that there was a whole section that you can kind of just upload photos. And so it's just like you. Right. There's no just one else only is I can see, see yeah, it. Yeah. And like, it'll be like, because there is a lot to that whole thing of like five years ago, I was doing this. Like, yeah. Oh man, I totally forgot oh, about I see that. a picture. Yeah. Like, Oh man, the big yeah. change kind right. of thing. And you're just like, wow. I mean like, you know, like you look back and you know, I, I uh, used to be super overweight. And I find those pictures every once in a while and I look at them I'm like, dang, <laughs> I can't believe, I really was that big. You yeah. know, like, I can't believe that. Like, you know, and then you like look back and you're like, okay, so maybe it isn't so hard to not eat that crappy food right now yeah. or whatever, you know, trying to do because you're like, beyond because I was here. <laughs> I know what I don't want to be here anymore. You know, so like right. it kind of, it just, it's those types of things. I think that, you know, just being able to like, be in a moment you make true memories and yeah. not you know i don't need to be reminded all the time that like hey i went to a snoop dogg concert and he said this then right it's much better if i say hey john dude i went to snoop dogg concert and that story i tell you about right. it is a thousand times better it's like taking that we went to wyoming i took all these pictures like these landscapes and i look at my phone I was like well crap these suck delete because they do not capture what it looked like right it's a point and I'm just going to bore you with showing right. you like, check out this one, not Ansel Adams, but it's just me and my point shoe. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just, yeah. I'm just here with the iPhone, you <laughs> right. know, no big yeah. deal. We used it when we went to Hawaii, like we did like the road to Hana and it was like, like, Oh great. Another waterfall. Right. Or we're in Alaska and we're in Juneau. You ever been to Alaska? No. So no. Juneau, apparently like bald eagles are like pigeons. Oh really? I just thought they were like so. There's like bald eagles and like other birds, and then I found out that bald eagles don't look like bald eagles until they're like three to five years old. Is yeah, that right, just babe? Brown, right? They're just all brown. They're just all brown. So yeah. I just thought it was like maybe like a female, you know, like yeah. breeds are like that, and like oh no, they're just younger ones. I'm like, huh? So all of these birds are all bald eagles. Wow. And we're just like, so then we took a picture and I'm like, oh, it's just more bald eagles. And then we went to outside of Anchorage, outside of Seward, and we did this like. um river tour or whatever and the people with us like ooh bald eagles and we're just like yeah 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 right yeah, more bald eagles right. more bald eagles yeah, yeah. we get it yeah, yeah. Can, can we see black bears or yeah. brown bears or grizzlies yeah yeah <laughs> and I'm just like yeah I don't know where I went down that tangent with that but yeah it's one of those where we we capture things not for us yeah we end up capturing them for other people. Like right. everything in our house, like you see the things on our walls, like this is all done by family members. Like I either took a picture or someone designed it family member wise, right. because it's one of those where it's like, we do it for that purpose. Like right. this is, this is our way of displaying what we want to. Right. Is it the best possible thing? Probably not. Right. But this is what we want. This is what represents our life. Yep. And we're doing it for us. Right. We're not doing it for other people. Like you said right. with social media, I rebranded all of my stuff to flores.run and only thing I'm posting is running related yeah. stuff, whether it's the podcast or a race report or something like that. If it's personal, more often than not, it's not going on social right. media unless it's promoting Kayla's dog treats or yep. promoting something like it's cross promoting of sorts, but it's like, I don't need to post what I had for lunch yeah. yesterday. Yeah. And I, I, I got sucked into that right. big time of right. like pic, photo of the day. I need to take right. a picture every single day. And it's yeah. like, why? Yeah. We're like, right. We're busy writing this story for other people of our life. Yeah. 
And instead we're not writing the story of our life. Right. You know, and it's like, and we wonder why we get like stuck up in this like misery of like, oh great, my day sucked. It's the end of my day. I still didn't get anything accomplished. I still feel like a loser. I still feel like all this stuff because, well, maybe it has to do with the fact that like you didn't allow any part of your day to find any magic. You didn't yeah. allow your parts today to just, just to be like cool with yourself and going like this day sucked. Right. Right. Like instead of like, you know, just being real and honest and having those conversations, I think we're all looking for like some sort of weird whatever, but like sometimes you just got to be cool with like shitty days. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to be cool with just like, it doesn't go your way. You got to be cool with like, and when it goes your way, you don't have to tell everybody. <laughs> right. Right. Like high five yourself, like right. go buy yourself a treat, like go like, you know, call your mom and tell them like, you know, Hey, I accomplished, like tell the people that matter because those people are going to feed your story. They're going to help you like build your, you know, you know, assuming that we're all trying to like kind of become better people, you know, like they're going to help feed those things. And then you like start to lose the judgment filter a little bit, Mm -hmm. you know, and and you start to maybe kind of go like, well, I'll be willing to try this now. And I'll be willing to call her outside that line a little bit because it wasn't so bad. And the people closest to me, that I love, I mean, I don't understand why people get so wrapped up in what other people think and not just wor- like worry about the people that are around you in your circle. Right. Like I have like, from what I do, like when I first got Facebook, I had no clue how it worked. <laughs> so like I just started posting online. And then of course, as soon as like I started writing books, I had all these friends mm-hmm. that I never meant to have showing personal stuff right. to that it just was like, well, now it's a work thing. And then of course I had to have a work page and you know, all this stuff like this. And you're just like, and then you go like, why did I like waste all that time? Like sharing that stuff. It doesn't yeah. matter. Like it only should matter to like the core. I mean, I think most people can count on their hands. Like how many people really like, you know, yeah. unconditional love, right, you know, right. there's, you could probably call it on one hand, you know, <laughs> those are the only people you really should like worry about. And if they're judging you, then they're probably not good for you. Yeah. Then you should put up a boundary right. that says like, okay, like you have unconditional love for me and I appreciate that, but I need you to back off. Right. You know, because it's not healthy for me. Right. You're guiding me to your direction of my life. Right. And, you know, and and I think it does go back to, you know, this awareness factor of yourself, like self-worth, self-doubt, like all those things. Like if you can value yourself, like, you know, I do everything I do is about unicorns, Mm -hmm. you know, as you know. Right. So even with kids, adults, but you know, this idea of like, I didn't know, I don't know nothing about business. You know, I'm an (laughs) art guy and storyteller. So, I just went like, well, if I'm going to be a six-year-old, I'm going to do a six-year-old job. I Googled what is a unicorn. And it was like a privately held company worth a billion dollars. I'm like, you know that because you're a finance guy. I did not. (laughs) And I'm going like, oh my God, like I do unicorns. Oh, the universe is talking to me. Like, and I'm like, I want to feel like a billion dollars. And then it was just like, and it just all seamlessly went like, you know, so the billion dollar you thing was born and like started going like, oh my gosh, this fits with it. And when I sat down and I did the whole, like, cause I I have a branding background. Like Mm -hmm. I sit down and what story am I telling? You know, I was able to say like for kids, it's this, for adults, it's this. And it seamlessly crisscrossed. And I'm like, this is great. Cause now like it really is about worth. Like, you know, think about what you would do if every day you woke up and you knew that you were worth it, mm-hmm. 
like the amount of stuff that you could do. Like instead what we do is like, of course the traffic is sucks again today. And of course Starbucks is running late. And of course, like it's all like you, we're all like, you're pointing out that stuff where if you like really felt like, you know, like all this stuff, you know, is great. Like, because it's part of my day. Like I'm, I'm worth all this crap, you know, because magic happened here. That's not to say bad stuff doesn't happen. Right. Always. Right. There's never going to be days where bad stuff doesn't happen, but it's how we like the value level we give to that bad stuff. It's a perspective. Yeah. That's another thing that's been recently is perspective changes everything. Everything. You just have that right mindset. Yeah. That can make the world of difference. And it goes to like your kindness thing, having the inner kindnesses. Yeah. You change your perspective on some things, your perspective about yourself. Right. You show up differently to other people and showing that genuine to other people. It's when you do smile at them and yeah. say, hi, or how are you doing? Right. They see that it's from a place of like, no, I really want to know how you're doing. Right. It's not, I don't want you to be like, everything's great. Right. Right. You know, yeah. another, another day, another dollar. Yeah. yeah. It took me a long time to get over the whole thing of like people um, like judge me by a cover. Mm. that was a big self-worth thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, cause I'm tall, bigger dude, tattoos, talk to kids, like all those things like this, that you kind of go like, God, do people like, you know, if I'm going to go to a school and like, you know, like you talked earlier about like the, taking the, the, uh, picture with like hoodies and stuff like that. Yeah. I literally made myself a brand sheet of me, like never going to wear a button up, always t-shirts, cool shoes, like all this yeah. stuff that I like. And I was like, this is, this is, this is me. me. This yeah. is who I am. And I didn't do that from a standpoint of like, I'm building a brand. I did it from a standpoint of to remind myself, like, this is me, like, mm-hmm. this is the real me. So, but, um, uh, I mean, what I was saying, so like, uh, I totally lost my train of thought on that one. Sorry. No, it's good. Uh, but yeah, this, this whole thing of, Oh, I was gonna ask you a question. Mm. So like when you're running in a marathon Mm -hmm. and you're the finish lines coming up, like I'm assuming that if there's a dude like 20 yards in front of you, I'm racing him. You want to race him, right? hundred percent. So what is it inside of that, that your legs are done? Let's say it's second day, you you know, (laughs) this crazy guy does two marathons back to back. (laughs) The second one, okay? Yeah. This episode comes out after that yes. happens. So. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. Uh, I can't believe it, but whatever. So that's the, the, your second day. Yeah, your, yeah. your legs are, because you told me it's the, usually the next day. So right, right. the day you're doing your second one, it's going right. to hurt. You got this guy 25 yards. What is it inside you, do you think, that lets you figure out that there's another gear that you can switch down to? I don't know. I think there's... Inside of me, I always feel like I can do more. Mm-hmm. And I think that's usually where I back off and almost give doubt after the fact of, I had more in me. Why did I like, right. why, why didn't I give a little more? Why couldn't I do a little more? And usually in the last, I usually do it in like the last five miles or so. It's I pick off people. Mm. I see a person and I go, all right, I'm gonna beat that person. They don't know it. Right. I'm just racing against no, like they have no idea. I'm just going to pass them and say, have a great run. And then I'm going to keep going. But to me, it's just counting off the people. And it's just like this extra like boost. And again, your legs are tired or doing whatever. And it's just like, okay, here's another one. Here's right. another one. And it's just, it's that internal validation of, you know what? I know I've put this work in not to say that they haven't, not that I'm better than them in any way, shape or form. They could have done three marathons the last week kind of thing. Right. It's just, I don't know. It's just something where, each individual person I pick off ends up feeling like just a little bit better. And then every time I see her at the finish line, it's 
my legs are hurting. My legs are hurting. I'm like slowed down to like an 1130 pace. I'm like just dragging, just trying to get there. I see her at the finish and almost every single one of my races, it goes from like 11 minute mile to like a 730. Hmm. And it's like, you couldn't have done this for the last right. 10 miles. So right. she doesn't have to stand around and wait for you. In the right. Heat. <laughs> do you think that has anything to do with like your, um, you stop focusing on the pain part. Oh, hundred percent. Isn't it amazing? Your, your like, mind is just now it's focused on something else. Right. And that's, that's probably one of the biggest things I've learned through running all these races is because you're not going to always have good races. Right. I've had some races where hindsight now, I wish I would have had a better attitude about it. Prime example, ran Hawaii. We're in Maui. We get in the night before at 5 PM races at 5 AM the next morning. Got to drive an hour to our hotel to check in for the thing. Mm-hmm. We hit rental cars late, delayed. We get the rental car. We hit traffic. Mm-hmm. I get to the hotel after the expo, but they are still there because they had heard of the traffic. Get there, get very little sleep to turn back around and do it again. First half of the race, I'm feeling a little groggy. It's a little rainy. It is what it is. And ran a decent time the first half. All of a sudden, like mile 14, I just fell apart. Hmm. I walk the second half of the race. It's a five hour and 55 minute marathon. It was the slowest marathon that I had done at the time on road. It's actually, no, that is the slowest road marathon I've ever done. Way too long on my feet, bleeding nipples going down the road. And it's like, she has some pictures where it's just like, you look on one side of me, there's mountains. And the other side of me, there's like beautiful water with like dolphins and sea turtles. And I'm just having like a pity party with myself. And like, since those events, I've gone to other races and had these thoughts of, you know what? I'm out here doing what I love doing. Mm-hmm. I love running. I love the experience of this. I love meeting new people doing this. Yeah, I'm not going to have a good day. Every once in a while, the days are just going to be, it's not going to be your day. You're going to have stomach issues, whatever the case may be. But if I get in my head of, I'm walking, I'm slowing down, my watch beeps, like that was another 14 minute mile. Like, no, pick it up. What are you doing? Right. That gets in your head and it makes a, just the whole experience negative. Because then for the next day, I'm complaining to Herb just about everything right. when it really all stemmed to my negative attitude during this yeah. race where <clears throat> Morgantown just last two weeks ago, same kind of situation, all my fault, went to a Mets game in Cincinnati Saturday <laughs> afternoon, drive from Cincinnati to Columbus, Columbus to Morgantown, get in at 1 a.m. I get three hours of sleep and go run a marathon. Oh my gosh. Ends up, I think I ran like a 502. Yeah. And I was hoping to do around a four. I ran the first half. I ran two Oh seven. Yeah. And then I ran a five Oh two. And I'm like, but during that time I knew I was, I wasn't feeling great. Cause it's like little to no sleep, not very good nutrition, but I had a smile on my face. Yeah. And people were probably looking at me like, this guy's a basket case. Yeah. Like he's, he's officially lost. It. Right. And at the end I'm run, trying to run the best I can high five and people, the volunteers are like, what's wrong? Like, why yeah. is he this far back in the pack and yeah. still happy? Right. It's because the result doesn't matter as much. Right. I think I talked about it a few episodes ago. Is we get so wrapped up in the result and finding, mm-hmm. using our passion for a result that we forget the journey we're on. Mm-hmm. It's a book called The Passion Paradox. And it's basically talking about how we are so focused on this passion and our passion is this and the passion is going to get us this, that we forget the whole journey. They're mm-hmm. like the guy who, I can't remember his name, the uh, the CEO or whatever of Enron had this passion. If he wanted to grow this company the way he did, and because of that passion for a result, made some shady decisions 
and lost everything Yeah, because he was focused on the result, not the path he was getting, right. taking to get there. It's like, I've seen people cut courses. I've seen people, you know, cheat in that way or just like fake times or, you know, get other people's bibs or whatever the case might be. And that for whatever reason makes them feel good because they're like, I got a better time. And I'm like, yeah, but you didn't earn it. Like right. Right. I'd rather walk it Yeah, and say, you know what? I finished. Right. Right. Totally. It, it wasn't what I wanted, but I got it done. And I know I gave everything I could at that moment to make right. it happen. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I think it's a, a big thing, right? Like it's, you're, you're figuring out a way to like cash in your own brain yeah, and like be able to like, kind of go like, okay, it's interesting. Cause like I, I've been really writing some stuff down lately about like thoughts being money. Mm. Right. Cause the yeah. billion dollar you think thinking about that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, what if, could you turn your thoughts into like this, like economy in your brain? Like what if like forgiveness became a currency mm-hmm. and if you could start to forgive yourself, like, have you ever had like moments on like when you're running where you just get overwhelmed with emotion cause you're like thinking about oh, something yeah. or, you know, like because your, your body's just moving, you're in your brain. Yeah. Right. We like, had the, my PRA. So I wanted to break four hours, had a buddy of mine, um, Dr. Mike, he, super fast. The slowest marathon he ever ran was a 359. Oh my so he's goodness. like, I don't want to run over four hours. His wow. PR is like a 259. He's Holy cow. He's, he is, <laughs> he's fast. That's amazing. Yeah. But he was pacing me. He coached me and paced me for this race. And he actually ran with me in Georgia, super hilly course, but we were going to try it. And Kayla was there. And I had, I always, I always worry about her when she's going around towns. Cause usually it's her and the dog like mm. walking around and she was supposed to be at a spot and she wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Now, a number of things could have happened. You know, they had bikes, maybe they just couldn't go there. What ended up happening is they basically missed the time frame. It was further than we thought it was right. and they couldn't get there. So I thought I was seeing her at mile seven and didn't happen. So then I'm in my head right. worrying where she at, what's going on. So it's like, you know, but I need to still focus on hitting my paces and I've got a goal and I got to get this done. And mile 17-ish, I come up a hill and I see her cheering bawling. Mm. I can't get anything out. Mm. And I tell my buddy, Mike, I go, Mike, just tell her I'm good. Yeah. Like, because if I say a single word, right. I'm going to lose it. Yeah. Yeah. And just that filled up emotions, just like, you gotta be kidding me. Right. But yeah, that happens all the time right. because you're physically exhausted, exhausted, you're mentally exhausted. And then you think of something or something reminds you of yeah. something, or you have that almost every time, you know, not that, uh, the national anthem has any specific relevance or value to me. But every time I hear that, it takes me back to like little league. Yeah. So I'm sitting in a starting crowd to run. Yeah. And that brings me back to like little league of sitting, yeah. sitting on the the baseline, like hearing that song and knowing that something's about to happen yeah. that I'm going to remember for the rest of my life. Yeah. And every single time I get overcome with emotions, just standing there listening to the same song that I've been listening to since I was five years old. Right. Right. Totally. Yeah. It, it is like this, it's like, you know, what you're experiencing with that in that moment, I think for some of the stuff I've read recently on <clears throat> like trauma stuff is like this energy that's stuck in your body. Right. And you probably from that mile seven to 17, all this worry is just built up. Mm-hmm. And when you see it, it builds up energy in your body. You could feel it. Yeah. Like you can feel it like your brain. I mean, anybody can feel it. like just think, you know, people listening, like think about like sometime that you got in traffic and somebody cut you off and they flipped you off. 
the whole rest of your right way, you're, oh, why did that guy flip me off? Why, da, 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 da. Until somebody says something to you that makes you feel good and all of a sudden, right. it's gone, right? Well, like, it's that idea of, like, a traumatic event happens where, like, you, you end up, like, building this thing up in your body. You get all this energy. It's got to leave your body. Right. And <clears throat> seeing her, in this case, releases it, mm-hmm. right? And then it's gone. And then you probably, from that point forward, just were like, good to go. Yeah. And it's like, that's happened so much in everybody's lives. We get like that, that idea of like, I know for me, self-worth, what it took to overcome it was just like getting real with the fact that like the short chubby kid that got picked on so much was not like, I remember like specifically sitting down in this with, with this kid in my brain, like sitting down with him and going like, it's okay for you to go now. I got this. Yeah. Like, because like in my head, I still always doubt like, well, nobody's going to listen to you. Nobody cares what you have to say. Right. You're just the fat kid. Nobody, you know, I just shamed myself like big time. Right. So like, I remember when I, that day that I had that kind of breakthrough, I'm talking like snot sickles crying. <laughs> like, you know, like it was like when I finally in my head and out loud said it, it's time for you to go. It was like, Gone. Just the release, yeah, and it yeah. was like, and there's times still where it, it pops up. I mean, I remember like it was probably two, three months ago. I had this workout at the gym. It was super hot. I do like CrossFit stuff, so like it's super hot. Sometimes it's just like, you know, it's not air conditioned, so you, you know, it's you, you feel like you're dying. Sometimes yeah. you CrossFit guys are just raw like right. that. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not one of those. Like, <laughs> I don't drink the the juice. I just have you seen that college yeah. humor bit? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I'm not that. Like, I, I just it, yeah. I send it to anyone. Yeah. They're like, I'm doing this CrossFit yeah. gym. I go, let me show you something. Yes, yeah. No, I'm I'm more like I just like the whole not, the workout, not sitting in a gym doing something yeah. kind of thing. I'm outside yeah. where, and I remember like it was a weird experience because in this one, it was like, I want to say it was something like pull-ups and rope climbs and, and push-ups and a couple, like a running thing or something. And when I was the short chubby kid in school, the back when I was a kid, you still had to do rope climbs, pegboards, oh. pull-ups, push-up tests, all stuff yeah. like that. Right. And I could never do any. Yeah. I hated and, the, the, like with V sit reach yes, where you had to like, yeah. hit, I could never get to yes. my toes. Yeah. All that stuff. I couldn't do any of that stuff. Cause <laughs> I was like the short chubby kid and all that stuff like that. Right. And this workout, I don't even remember how much, but I, we had done tons of all of those. And I remember like sitting down at the gym and I like was like laying on the floor. I think it was like summer shirts off. I'm just laying in a like puddle of sweat, like close my eyes. And like that little chubby kid in me was standing there going like just like and it's just like and I was and I remember like in my brain going like it's time for you to go like you know yeah. and it's and it is like letting go of that energy and it was like I did get overwhelmed but because I was in the gym crowded mm-hmm. I was able to like kind of keep it together keep it together <laughs> but like it is this like you know you gotta get real with your shit sometimes and this energy that's trapped inside of us that like you know that's just waiting to go mm-hmm but we're all too afraid to like let it go because we don't value ourselves to, to do it yeah. because it's scary and it's weird. And like, you know, billion dollar you, man, I've wanted to do this thing and I keep starting, stop and start and stop and stop. And I recently said, I made a commitment cause I have kind fest coming up this weekend. But after that, like it's starting mm-hmm. and it's going to be raw Yeah, and it's not going to be planned and it's not going to be branded. Right. I mean, it'll look branded, right? but it's not intentional. It's just, that's just, I, I'm an artist by nature. It's right. going to look, it's going to look clean, but right. it's not put together. If right. you will. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's, but the thing that I want to do most is I just want to like hit the button and talk. Yeah. 
and this is the real stuff because I don't think that, you know, people are talking enough about like, this is what a bad day feels like. Right. You know, like, okay, you're not alone. Like, this is normal, right. you know? And, well, and so you hear any of these like self-help or these people, it's like they, they're well-intentioned. Right. Like they, they're trying to get the best out of people. But the problem is, is that that's not always, that's not a hundred percent of your time. That's probably not even 50% of your right. time. There's going to be bad moments. There's going to be bad things. And how do you overcome those things? And you don't want to hear just like the sappy feel good stories of this is where I came from. And now I'm here. It's right. like, well, how did you get out of that? Like when you right. have those crap days, like how did you push through to the next day? Right. Because I think as our society itself, we have this mentality of if things are bad, it's me and right. I'm alone in that, that circumstance and no one else has, no one else obviously has these problems because if they did, why aren't we talking about them? Right. But everyone has that same thought. Right. So no one talks about anything or doesn't get anything done about it. Yeah. Cause we're worried that somebody's going to think something bad of us. If we're, right. Yeah. Like where I, the approach I want to take to it is I want to just be like, yeah, there's going to, I just want to be like, you know, yeah, this sucked. I went through this. Yeah. I did this. Like I did that, you know, and it's just about being real and honest because the problem is I, that, what I found was when I started listening to the typical, you know, the big people and self-help, the you know, same as everybody, I'd started yeah. listening with those first. Right. And I found myself like going down their path and it worked. It really worked. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I failed, yeah, I was like, well, it doesn't work for me. Right. And I'd stop. And then I'd find another, You'd find thing. something else that would kind and of it pick would up pull me, it would pull me back to it. Right. But every time I would get to a certain part, it would stop. And I, and I started going like, you know, again, it led me down the road where I was super in debt and like, you know, felt alone and all that stuff like that. And it wasn't until like I started valuing who I was mm -hmm. because that's the thing. It's like, are, is there anybody out there talking to people that want to chase a dream? Yeah. Now that's, you know, it's like if you're going to go mountain climbing, like if, okay, let's say you're like, Hey Jason, you know, I got a marathon in three weeks. You want to go do it? Me thinking like, Oh yeah, dude, three weeks. I'm, I'm down. You know, I run like a 15 minute mile, you know, like, yeah, I'll do a marathon, you know? And it's like, so it's, it's nothing more than that versus like, if you want to achieve something huge, thinking that you're going to be able to do it in six months when you've done nothing to prepare yourself right. for failing, because you don't value yourself enough to say, when I fail, I'm going to get up and it's not just that it's getting, I'm going to get up, but I'm going to take a moment to learn the lesson that right. was happened in that yep. failure. Because a lot of times what we do, you know, especially young people, and I think it's where they get a bad rap with the millennial thing. It's like, they don't understand that failing's okay. Right. Because the parents that they were raised in well, were because like, they were told it's not, you don't fail. Right. Because like, if you, you fail, you're yeah. failing me. Right. And you all got a participation trophy and everybody got, you know, it's like, so yeah. it's like, well, where's my trophy in this? I worked hard. No, you didn't. Like you failed. You Congratulations. Right. Everybody failed. Yeah. Congratulations. You failed. Right. Now move on. Right. Learn from it. Right. But instead what they do is they say, I failed. Now they go back to the starting gate. Yep. You know, or like you said, they go back and get another degree and they go back and get another and they bury themselves versus it's like, go so far when you fail, stop there, learn, mm -hmm. start there. Right. Then go. It's like an inchworm. Right. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The worm doesn't go like, Hey, you know, like, I'm going way over yeah, there. I'm going way yeah. over here. It's like, it knows it's going to go inch by inch by inch by inch. Right. So like if you're, if you want to chase something like that, like be cool with failing, but get better at it. Yeah. Like, you know, and I think that's the, the, the rub on all this stuff where they get, you know, the young people get a bad rap. It's not, we can't blame them right. when the parent 
or the adult or even the people that are feeding right, societal itself. It's itself. It doesn't obviously have to be I mean, just dude, a, how many of these like self-help dudes. I don't even know if they're, they're considered self-help. It's like hustle your face off post 8,000 times. on gosh, like here's your get rich quick thing of this, this, and this, and this. The amount and of like that. wanting likes, like do this to get all of the likes and da, yeah. da, da, da. I know I'm guilty of it as I throw like 25 hashtags on things. I, I do the same thing, but I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't that's, that's why I do it. Because <laughs> that guy told me, you I, gotta have put a, like, I have a note where they're all just copied and it's yeah. like copy. Yeah. I do the same thing. I have a little app. I'm like, no, no, no. I was punching words in it and I'm like, I throw it on there. But it's like when you're the, a younger person and you're told all that stuff, that is what you start out at. So yeah. failure is bad. Right. Like you don't fail. So and, you, then, and, it, and if you do fail, you don't show anyone you did. Right. Right. You don't, you definitely just don't talk it. about right. it. Right. You just pretend it never happened. Right. right. Which, yeah. you know, that's great yes. for your self-esteem yes. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then we get worried about like, you know, I read something the other day that I thought was so awesome and I can't remember. I wish I knew where it came from, but it was like the people in your past show up and they judge you off of who they knew you to be, not mm -hmm. who you are now. Yeah. Right. And there's so much of that fakeness that everybody puts out there that like, does, does anybody like really know who this person really is? Like, you know, you get some of these guys like that, um, like there's a couple of people that I would love to sit down with Tom Bilyeu. Like, I don't know if you've watched impact theory, like I, mm -hmm. I would love to sit down with him and talk because I feel like he would be one of the real dudes. Mm -hmm. Then you get into some of these other guys that are like, like, is that person real? Or is it like, are they just being real? Like to sell something to right. me, you know, like there's a lot of those. And I think that's, you know, an air part that always trips me out is like the, uh, the amount of like really young people that are experts in self-help. And I'm thinking like, like I could be your dad. Like you, right. Yeah. What, do, what do you know? I, I mean, not that they don't have experiences right. and all, like, cause there are, you know, some, I, you know, I'm sure if somebody, you know, has one arm, they have experiences I don't. And there's great lessons there growing yeah. up that way and all that stuff like that. But like, you know, I think that so quick we put that label of expert on things that where we, and I know I'm a hundred percent guilty of it where I want, you know, I want Tony Robbins to tell me the right way to handle this. Mm -hmm. well, his way is not necessarily my way. Right. Like instead of like learning, like we did in school. And I think this is where school goes wrong is like, you know, we spend so much time like, you know, math, right. Mm -hmm. Here's how you add two plus two. Like, but nobody says, here's how you take in information that's meant to be for your mental right. health. Like, here you go. This is how right. you process it. It's not word for word. Right. It's, it's like the, the pro <laughs> the problems are worded in such a way that you don't learn to think outside of that box. Yeah. Like you're, you're always presented with the train that's going 50 miles an hour and the other train there. But it's like, but what if it was a boat? Right. And it's just, and like, and that itself, obviously yeah. not to that, no, absolutely. but that itself is just like, wait a second but can you use that with the boat? Like, does that, right. is that the same yeah. thing as, and that's where, yeah, you get to that mind of, especially what school is you're driven to memorize things. Mm. You're not learning anything. Right. And that's, you know, math's one of them, but any other thing, it's like, you just need to memorize this. Yeah. Why do I need to memorize this? Cause you do. Right. Any other questions? Right. Like I, I got a four on my AP calc calculus exam in yeah. high school. I couldn't tell you how to do the derivative of anything yes, now. Yes. I don't even know what derivative means. I yeah. just remember that's an out, that's a calculus word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I was so into knowing what I wanted to do when I grew up in high school that I took the ACT just because it was offered for free. Yeah. Um, 
and I took only art stuff. That's all I cared about. I did not care about anything. And um, the, I remember the math portion, <laughs> the second question said something about a pendulum swinging. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> so I started drawing all over the test. And the, uh, the person that was at a proctor, like, yeah, you know, yeah. she, she's like, um, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know any of this stuff. And she's like, well, what are you doing? I was like, I'm drawing. <laughs> She's like, I've got to be here yeah. for a few hours. She so. goes, do you want to just leave? I was like, yes, please. Oh, that's an option. And I'm like gone. And I was like, you know, cause I'm like, this is pointless. You yeah. know, it's like, and I've never once used anything, you know, past probably addition right. as an adult in what I do. Yeah. But like, I was supposed to know algebra and I was supposed to know all these things. That's great. That's what, you know, it's like, also like, I know that you have to put oil in a car, but I also know that there's somebody that is way smarter at doing it than right. me. So I can pay that person to we're, do it. We're in our lanes for things. It's right. like, it's, yeah, exactly yeah. to that thing of, if I know how to do something, I'm going to do it. Right. But if I don't, there is an expert, there is someone that right. that is their passion and that's what they yeah. love doing. Yeah. So guess what? I'm going to allow them to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Because why would I waste my time, yeah. money and energy yeah. to do that? But there is one, I mean, self-help mental health is all something we all need. Like yeah. we have such complex thoughts and brains and, and things that we all need to like kind of learn how to navigate this stuff. Yeah. Because I mean, think about how many people get caught up on something that happened to them 10 years ago Yeah, and their life freezes, mm-hmm. you know? And like, you know what, I mean, you, you lose chunks of time, you know, like I know I did when I went through all this stuff with the three failures in business. I mean, I lost chunks of my life that I could not tell you anything that I did. Yeah. And that was what the horrible part was. That was like when my kids were little, you know, mm-hmm. and you're just like, I was so wrapped up in like, why is this happening to me that I was blind to the fact that like I had the ability to change it Yeah. the whole time. Yeah. But I didn't value myself enough to do that, you yeah. know? And you know, like, I think that, you know, the, the problem I have with, you know, bullying, self-help, love yourself, all these things like this is that like, you're, you're not young enough to remember, or you're not old enough to remember this, like car alarms. Mm -hmm. So when I was in high school, I remember like, that was the first time car alarms hit my area where I grew up and you would hear a car alarm go off and you were like, Oh my God, it's like somebody's doing something to somebody's car. Whereas now I've had this conversation yeah, with somebody before yeah. you walk into Kroger and you're like, dude, will you turn off your stupid alarm? Right. The panic button on everyone's keys. Yes. Has anyone, you yes. hear that. You just think somebody lost their car. That's all it is. That's all it is. Not right? that someone's actually yeah. in an emergency. There's not a panic. It's yeah. like, still got, and so like if you, if you do that, like bullying, you know, self-help, love yourself, Let's ha- if you tackle love yourself first, if I say, hey, all you have to do is love yourself and you hate yourself, it doesn't matter how much you stand in front of a mirror and say, I love myself. Yeah. You got to do the work on yourself. Like it's naive to think bullying. I mean, this is one of the big things at schools. Like when I come into schools, a lot of it, you know, I have a bullying part, but it is so small, but that's what they want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Right. I've been like in news coverage always. It's a bullying yeah. story. But the thing is, is that like what gets overlooked in that is that like, the bully. There's something there. Right. The kid is reacting to an environmental thing. Yeah. So like instead of trying to solve the problem, we just label everything as a bully. Like somebody's being mean to me, like bully. Not that like, I'm not saying that the, the victim is innocent or the bully is always, because mm-hmm. there are definite bullies. I mean, there yeah. definitely is. But I think that there's something there. A kid that's in third 
great or whatever. It's being a super bully isn't being that because that's who they are. They're acting right. out on some sort of emotional thing that they don't yeah, know. Right. But it's naive to think that there's such thing as anti-bullying. It's going to stamp it out. It's, we have to like help with the self-help part of going like, you know, back and then back to the self-help thing that says like, okay, I have the ability to affect the outcome of this mm-hmm. in me, even a second and third grader. Like I talk to them now, like I say, like, you know, if somebody's being mean to you, don't be mean back. It doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole thing when I was a kid was like, well, punch them back. That, did, that it, never works. That never works. That got me in trouble. Like, you know, got right. them in trouble, all stuff like that. Like, but what you think about now is like, if even as an adult, it applies to a kid, ask a question. Cause like, if you're raging at me and I ask like, dude, what, I don't know what happened. It makes you stop for a minute. Right. And it makes you go like, Oh, I got to think. And it's enough for you, your brain to go like, dude, chill, chill. <laughs> right. And this, and the same with kids, like, you know, but, but without giving them the tools to do that, right. They, they don't know it. We don't know it. Right? right. And I think that, that, you know, think about how many people have grown up with that missing link in their world of mm-hmm. like somebody just to say like, you know, like it's this simple, like value who you are enough to ask a question. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't love yourself enough to stand in front of a mirror and say like, you know, I think I'm pretty awesome and feel it like then figure out why, mm-hmm. like tackle the hard shit, like, you know, and then also being cool with the fact that you're a work in progress, right? Like you're, you're never going to be, perfect ever. Right. You know, but like people like that's, we're afraid, like we're just afraid. So yeah. I think we just buttoned that up pretty nice. Yeah, there we go. That sounded good. <laughs> well, <laughs> this was a great conversation. I think people are really going to get a lot out of this. So thanks so much. Yeah, for, oh, I, for I love it. Yeah, I could talk Pl- about this stuff all the time. Yeah. So plug all of your stuff. Where can people find you? Where can they get more information? Um, well, there's uh Wonderville studios, W O N D E R V I L L E studios.com that's where all like the kids stuff lives youtube also same thing if you have kids that you know simple drawing videos a lot of talking about emotions with kids and drawing some stuff the drawing stuff's pretty cool yeah really simple stuff to follow um i want to i'm gonna be adding a lot of extra stuff on there you also can find it by wonder friends um on instagram at wonderville studios uh also um at billion dollar u not y-o-u just u Mm -hmm. letter u um and then soon jasontharp.net i just have to go through and change uh, adjust stuff you know part of being a one-man band yeah. you learn how to do a web design stuff, yeah. stuff like that. but yeah jasontharp.net um they can kind of reach out there all the email links and all that stuff <laughs> works there um but yeah it's really instagram is kind of where i tend to live most and mm-hmm. you know and really start to tell a story but uh, billion dollar you on instagram will really be where you know probably starting like two weeks after all this is over uh, with the kind fest thing is we're going to end up, I'm going to get on there and start being real and like yeah, yeah. talk about the whole thing of struggles and stuff like that. And I would say like the big caveat to all that is if a person is one of those people that think that, you know, they already know they've got it figured out. Mm-hmm. It's not, this is not going to be their, their jam. Yeah. It's really meant for the people that like are, 
even the people that are successful, they're still struggling with figuring out who they are. It's, I just want to have like real conversations with people about like, you know, this is what I went through. Like all this stuff I'm going to post about is hundred percent things I have experienced. Yeah. You know, it's not going to be like, Hey, I am some, you're not going to hear me talk about being some expert on money. You're not going to hear yeah. me some expert on whatever. Like I probably won't even talk yeah. about writing books. You know, it's like, it's yeah. just really going to be about like, this is what took me, you know, it took this long to get this stuff figured out. And I hadn't figured it out yet. Right. I still haven't figured it right. out. I just but know this enough. is enough that will get somebody started. Yeah. That's you what know? I usually say, like with, especially with the podcast yeah. and stuff is I may not be an expert at all things running, but I have failed enough. Yeah. I can tell you what not to do. Right. <laughs> right. And there's enough of that information yeah. that maybe you can piece right. some, piece some of this together yeah. and find out what works best for you. Yeah. So that's all that matters. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just do you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, well, Thanks again, Jason, for Thank being you. on the show. Um, as always, guys, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Um, you subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, everywhere. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Um, the review helps me uh, see if you guys like the, the topics we're talking about, the guests that we're having, that sort of thing, as well as it helps the wonderful algorithms that help people find the podcast to get the message out as well. Um, you can visit the website at www.flores.run, see all the race recaps, everything there. Um, I did run, well, by the time this comes out, I would have, knock on wood, hopefully everything went well with the two races. Those race recaps will be up in a few weeks, um, but everything else will be up on there. But thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time, and we'll see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.